Yes, yes, people, you are listening to the True Tone podcast with myself, August Charles. And today's sponsor is Sundown Recording. To get 10% off on your first ever booking, all you need to do is DM Sundown Recording on Instagram. With discount code True Tone 10, you can book in rehearsals, live sessions. And if you want to record a podcast just like myself, then head over to Sundown Recording on Instagram to find out much more information. Now, in this episode, we have the incredible Got Street Park. We spoke about all things live music, their up-and-coming album, and also we get to find out who they've been listening to lately. And if you really enjoyed this episode, then please let us know via TrueToneMusic underscore on Instagram. just kind of finalized well we've finished the album essentially we've, we've got the masters back and nice. it's been, even just the final stage was today, quite it? yeah it's today. kind of today really because like final oh, masters oh my gosh yeah. we've had the masters kind of done but we've had revisions and then changing like the gaps in between the songs which that was joe's thing and that's yeah. like sounds like a small thing messed up yeah <laughs> 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 i had to do a whole other batch of masters um, uh, yeah. you have to get it right though You've got to get it right, yeah. It's something that I overlooked, to be honest. Joe didn't overlook, which is good. That's really, we all have different <laughs> roles, like, so it's quite good. Because it was like, there was, we had the mastering deadline and then some things cropped up with, with um, like, a track that we thought was there and done and dusted. Mm-hmm. wasn't, so it was like a mad rush to kind of sort uh, stuff out behind yeah. the scenes with that. And then the kind of, like, the, the gaps in between the tunes is, like, the final thing mm-hmm. just to do. And you, to get it just, you have, to, you have to listen through a little bit and... Josh just didn't have time and it was just like bam bam bam. Then we got the first masters back and there's some really long gaps and stuff. It's like ah. And then I didn't have enough time <laughs> before the next masters, but I thought I could just blag it <laughs> and you know, just went in and sequenced it all and listened a bit. And then we got the second masters back and it was like everything was just too short. Oh. The tracks were starting too soon. I was like, as soon as I heard a couple of them, I was just there like, oh no. <laughs> like I'm gonna have to stay to <laughs> It's the attempt that counts. I guess. So, uh, this time, <laughs> Third time, I gave myself a whole weekend of just listening through. Okay, mm. I need to do a bit. Longer. Yeah, it's one of those things that can feel really tedious to do at the time, but actually, like that's going to affect everyone's enjoyment of it and like how immersed they are for the rest of it existing forever. Yeah. yeah. So it is worth all the revisions and. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as long as it's over the line in the end. Yeah, yeah. it's there now, yeah. yeah. It's there now. Yeah. Has it been in the works for a while? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how long. <laughs> uh, I really don't know, actually. I mean, some of the tracks are old, some of the tracks are new. and um, But yeah, I think, I don't know, have you got any idea how long it's taken? Um, well, I guess we started thinking about album stuff when we when we signed the deal, which was like around the start of lockdown, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And then obviously it's been slower just through that whole situation. Yeah, because we, yeah. we were like released that EP. Was that in lockdown? The last EP we released, or was that after lockdown? Oh, it might have been the DA. Well, last yeah. EP was like twenty twenty one, right? Yeah, right. So that was we were definitely making that in lockdown. Yeah. Um, oh, we did that, did we? Because like it was stuff. <laughs> it was stuff. It's a blur. Yeah, no, it's mad, isn't it? It's a blur because it was there was yeah. stuff that we we had in the in the works and. The label were like, it would be good to get something out. Like, just if, even if it's a short EP in between yeah. now and, then, and the album, because yeah. the album wasn't really like feeling 
like it was taking shape because partly because it was quite hard to get people in the room to do features with you, yeah, um, yeah. So it's like, well, we've got like these songs, and like in the end, like Diego just came about because it was like, well, you know, we could do some instrumental stuff and mm-hmm. just like see what we can do without having to get too many features involved. Yeah, no, I um, and it worked out really nicely. And on um, the album, is there is are we looking at a lot more features? What's it kind of shaping up to be? Yeah, we've got Pip Millet again. Amazing. As a feature, who she's doing two tracks. Um, Beautiful. Uh, Olive Jones, mm. who hasn't released anything yet, but she sings live with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and True Move Rosie Low. Rosie Low. True mm. Move Any. Oh, Annie. wicked! Mm. Great mix. I feel yeah, like yeah. you you guys like collaborate in more like a, of a family setting because you you like you work with similar people that you worked with before. Like Rosie, you've got obviously a song with already, and if you've already got a song with Pip, so is it a case of sometimes you feel more comfortable with who you've worked with before, and it just feels more natural? You've already built that relationship up, and I mean, just works out better, right? A bit. I've not. Yeah, I've not, not really dissected it. Really. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's just a natural kinda, process. It's like I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Just... Some like the people that we've worked with, often it'll be like when we get together to write, it might. The intention might not be like we need to throw our album. It might not be that it'll just be kind of like they might want us to be involved in something for them, mm-hmm. and or, or like. And so often we'll get like a batch of things, and it, well, it doesn't take long to write with the right people. Like yeah. someone like Pip Malik can write, you know, lots of songs in a week, and we'll have like a, an array of stuff that mm-hmm. could be finished. Like yeah. it could be a song. It's like we can just pick from them. And she ended up picking like from one. I think it was like a four day session we did. She picked one for her kind of recent album yeah um and then we sort of you know picked stuff for our album from that and there's, there's still more there yeah but it's just so i suppose that in answer to that question yeah i think like we do tend to work with similar artists but often just it's just because you know we've done Cause no one else will work with us. <laughs> yeah maybe it's that but yeah, also I can the, see the, why. <laughs> the, but there is there is also like a, a sense of like well that works, so we'll do it again. Yeah, yeah. But also, we've just yeah, got yeah. songs already there. Yeah, yeah. No, we've written sense. quite a few of them. Or yeah, the, the, the stuff that you know we'll never see the light of day, and stuff that does. And do you manage to get them to come to Leeds to record? Pip does. Oh, she yeah. li- she lived Manchester way. Yeah, because um, that's that's one thing I've noticed about, especially like London based. Like anyone mm. musician doesn't really want to. They're like, oh, so can we book a London studio? And I'm like, why not come to Leeds? Uh, <laughs> by the time you travel across London, you'd be halfway up from London to Leeds. Literally, yeah, it's very true. Just thought of us getting all like gear down and whatever. It's, we've done stuff down there, but it's more of a commitment as well, isn't it? Yeah, because that's something you guys have kind of maintained, isn't it? Like still being in Leeds all these years of you guys been doing it. Yeah. And with the industry being vast majority down south, has there ever been that sort of like temptation to move down as well? Yeah, definitely for yeah. me. I mean, like not not as I mean, we've never talked about it as a, as a group, mm. but um, doing production and writing outside of Gottstreet Park and wanting that to further for myself, it's like definitely a huge pressure. Mm. And I've definitely considered it at times, just just because like you want you know you want to. You want to be kind of maximizing like kind of the amount of people that you're meeting and being creative with. And yeah. I think it, it does kind of get smashed into you that there's not really anyone outside of London that's worth mm. working with. And I think that's bad, to yeah. be honest. Right. Like it's a bad uh, attitude. Inaccurate. To have. It's inaccurate also, but it, yeah, and and it's just like 
yeah, it can be like demoralizing, you know, mm. like it's not, it's not really true, but, but I suppose if you think about it, like it's just, it's unfortunate that like someone gets really good and gets attention or like they start developing and then it's like, well, you need a label, you need a manager. Mm. Where are all the labels and managers? And it's like, oh, well, London, yeah, you can't it's blame like, anyone, like. Because that's, yeah. that's the other side of it as well. And it's not, mm. not necessarily even that there's no one worth working with. But, okay, if you, if you start being like, I want to look for someone, an artist with a budget to work with who can pay me yeah. off mm. the bat or whatever. Yeah. Then it, you, oh, wait, it seems to nearly always be in London, like, mm. That's where the industry is, yeah. by and large, you know, where yeah. where a lot of the money is. Um, do you, but that could change. Do you think that it's been a good decision to stay in these? Like, you know, do you have any regrets or are you happy that you are here? Like, how how does that decision feel? Yeah, I feel happy about it. Um, I think that this, for whatever reason, a little bit of last year, I was like really considering London more than I ever have. I don't know why that was. I just was feeling like a bit stale in my own, in my own stuff. But um, I've kind of like just decided that I'm staying now and mm. it's just like feels good to just commit to that decision yeah. mm-hmm. and not kind of like be in the limbo place yeah. that I was for quite a while because I think that's, that's the worst that was the worst bit for me was like being here but then feeling like I should be somewhere else one foot in, one foot out yeah like that kind of vibe um, what so yeah. about for yourself? yeah I mean, I've got an uh, 8 year old son so that's really it's just not a consideration for me to to leave mm. so I, I don't really think about it um I like spending time in London. I like leaving London when I've spent too much time in London as well, but it's, it's nice to be in and out. But yeah, I mean, Leeds is home, and I think more the the vision is as well to, you know, part of why I mentioned having an eight-year-old son is like I've been kind of indoors, mm. <laughs> like not really out and active and yeah. checking out the scene that much. But as he gets older and I'm settled, mm. there's more kind of chance to check out the scene yeah, the scenes, what's going on, and also be more active part of it and establish, you know, the more the more kind of hopefully shine we get to be able to shine that around in Leeds and yeah. see what's going Reflected on. Reflected. I think back. it's, it's yeah. like inspirational for a lot of artists that all of people that are kind of starting out, just seeing you guys being in Leeds, regardless of whether that was intentional or not. It's still a staple to kind of how you don't necessarily need to be in a, a set location to be at. A level of success obviously success is relative to what you guys deem it to be but like to a lot of people you're at a stage that's like wow and like i don't know if i don't know how publicized it is that people know that you are here because like mm. look outside looking in most people would probably assume you're in london mm-hmm. like mm. just based on the people you work with and where you are in your careers but yeah. like like because you, you obviously you lived together didn't you we're not actually we we didn't live with josh we oh. um josh lived with the drummer who was in the band at the time, okay. the very start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, in, like, in God together. Street? It was in, it's Got Street next to Gotts Park. Yeah. Park yeah. Street, wasn't it? Yeah. Park Street. It was Park Street and the, the, we were just we were jabbing and recording in his bedroom or his basement, really, but I looked onto Gotts Park. Mm. So, when, you know, when you're scrabbling around for a band name. <laughs> mm-hmm. <it's> just, <laughs> well, it was better than Cockshot Lane, which is like the next road <laughs> over, so... <laughs> Different band, different sort of band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you have like loads of different brainstorms? Like, was there, was it a huge list that you compiled? No, actually, to be honest, like I think you came up with it, Joe. I seem to remember, and like it was just like, oh yeah, that suit, that suit it. Josh, yeah. Was it Josh? I don't know. It was weird. It, it just because when we first started, it didn't really even feel like it was necessarily a band in that sense. I can't mm-hmm. explain it. It just felt like oh, we're doing this thing, and we never really considered doing gigs or anything like that. It was yeah. just like. It was a band, but it was more like we just like into like 
discovering new things with recording and yeah. exploring kind of how to get a certain sound in Josh's studio, bed, bedroom studio. And we all had like a similar interest of drum sound and similar interest of like aesthetics in terms of the music and the, and the tones and what we wanted to achieve. And I don't know, it felt more like an like exploration of like, sound that sounds really really lame <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it did feel like just like more like let's just see what this is and yeah, see what yeah. happens with it all it so didn't it feel a, like let's a start happy, a band you know like a happy accident slash exploration of just yeah yeah working with people how did it go from that into working with like international artists like what was the progression there hmm i think i mean it, so i guess the the first artist that ended up being high profile high high profile it was celeste but mm-hmm. uh, i mean you, i think we 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 got in contact before she was high profile so mm-hmm. it wasn't like and was it's not it wasn't like we're like stepping in there with mm-hmm. a artist who's who's quite established or whatever in that way mm. but i mean it was, it was you wanted that met her first yeah i just went to like, like I, I just went to london to do a writing session with a um and she was kind of unknown at the time. She was, yeah. she was like, she had a manager and mm. her manager knew my manager and they just like, do you want to try out a bit of writing with Celeste? And I did a session with her and it was like, I can't play every instrument. Like, and it was just a little small writing with a MIDI keyboard mm. anyway. So it was like, well, which is all often the case and that's fine. But it was just, she was clearly kind of wanting a much more like live band sound. Mm. So I was like playing stuff and, She's like, yeah, it sounds cool, but it would sound better if it was real drums. I was like, yeah, you're right, it would. Like, and then, uh, <laughs> no and then shit. like, yeah, it's like, oh, can you play a bit of guitar on this? It's like, no. <laughs> MIDI like, guitar, loading. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> MIDI guitar is one thing that never sounds good. Uh, yeah, MIDI, no. everything else you can get away with. MIDI just about, but <laughs> Never tried that. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like I had a bad experience. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, where's the backstory going? <laughs> She's just been listening to a lot of music with bagpipes recently. Oh, really? Yeah, Belgian techno, Caroline Polachek's uh, new album. Oh, wow. A lot of bagpipes. Really? I've totally diverged there. <laughs> is, there yeah. is there bagpipes in Belgian techno? Yeah. Right. Yeah. MIDI bagpipes, though. No, I read bagpipes, <laughs> to be fair. But they're on my mind, <laughs> evidently. That's a <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually starting a new label. It's uh... <laughs> so no, yeah. So like Celeste. Um, oh yeah, and uh, yeah. So it was it was obvious that she wanted to have a more kind of vintage and live band aesthetic, mm-hmm. which we did achieve a little bit in the session, and we wrote some things. But it was like I just said, oh, let's just come, you know, get you up to Leeds, and you can play yeah actually write with a band mm. in the room with the band and at the time Josh's studio was in the basement of the house I think was mm. that right yeah and she came up and just I think we wrote like five tunes in a day or something and just like just reeling shit off like and she was just amazing she's yeah. really good at just quickly just singing stuff whilst we were playing right, and just amazing. capturing stuff and being really like unshy with her yeah. creativity which is like really good like really kind of like uh, vulnerable and stuff yeah, which is yeah. great no, that's dope. So, is that how he's like to work? Because he's obviously do a lot of yeah. collaborating, and it's quite live. Is yeah. it very much about getting in the room, jamming out? It's the most fun in it. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it. You know, we've done it like back and forth for ages. Like if someone's not as fast, they're not as fast. But but yeah, when we get with someone who's just like like Celeste or Pips like that, and it just bam bam bam, kind of cool ideas, and just 
getting them out because we're like fast in it. We, mm. we try and, you know, ideally we'll write something, record, you know, by the end of the day we will have written it and recorded the take and that's it. And mm. you kind of capture it. You capture like a moment in it and it's not, mm. it's not overly polished. It's, mm. it's just, it's the feel that we like. And yeah. Yeah. I think we've learned the hard way over the years of like, to not, like it could be any, there could be a moment where like, this is actually the track and it will be the track. Mm. This will be the finished version of it. Yeah. And like, it's definitely easy to mess around too much. Mm. Like, and play oh, like play too much or play yeah. a weird sound for me. Like I'll change patch on my keyboard or something. It's like, oh no, like, you know, <laughs> silly things like that. And they, ha- you know, they do happen. But yeah, I suppose we've just learned over the years that if sometimes like we won't know it, but we're like maybe capturing something that's going to be used, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, but mm. to be fair though, we normally will like go back in and you know like do a few takes and pick from the best ones so yeah. we will have a chance to kind of amend stuff but that's the kind of not fun bit if there was a not fun bit as well in it of like having just written something you're still kind of altering the arrangement like, right, let's try get a take and i was trying to memorize it as yeah. a, i remember this we've just took like two bars out of this bit and stuff yeah so you've got to be like but it's also i think it stretches you a bit and keeps everyone yeah, well, it's just yeah, absolutely. It's that thing where when you you've you've done something and and you listen back to it, like we haven't quite nailed this because there's like so, like someone has like you know messed up there or done that wrong or it's like the wrong tempo or something or it just speeds up too much or something mm. and it was because we didn't know it was a take it was just us jamming and writing yeah. but really like you don't try and recapture that yeah it's really hard sometimes yeah. almost impossible sometimes like and sometimes that has happened where we're like we can't really it's not sound right yeah. like it's not sound the same so maybe we'll just have to. Yeah. move on because you guys don't you predominantly don't play to track or you like you don't do like to to uh metronome kind no, of natural yeah. feel natural speed or natural slow down and that's yeah. kind of like it's such a unique well it's it's been like some a lot of people do that but in the modern day now everything mm. is all on like you're saying chopping and changing kind of added in elements after the fact but that's is that something that you thought from the very beginning that you're like we well, you need to keep it this way or it just naturally worked out that way because the the there'll the be the odd tune that is to a grid probably and you know we've done stuff as well so there's no like yeah. hard and fast rule like like personally i'm just like i just don't like things to click mm. just, just like you can do that on a computer so when you've got like a lot of humans with a heartbeat in a room like the way a rhythm can undulate and mm. move and even just before the second verse and it takes like you know, a fraction of a second longer. Mm. That's like magic to yeah. me. And uh, mm. yeah, you know, the only the only reason for using a grid in that setting is practicality of yeah. wanting to be able to rearrange and move stuff around. But even then, we we do that just splicing stuff that's not to a click, and it works fine. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's part of the charm of it. Yeah, listen to old records. I mean, listen to like don't listen like Bitches Brew by Miles Davis. Go and listen to it, and you can just hear the tape being spliced like dunk. Mm. new section but it's just cool it's just part of it mm-hmm. like yeah and yeah some, you know i'm not knocking i like loads of music to a click but <laughs> but it's overly used for sure yeah i just think it's it's a natural mistake that modern technology brings isn't it it's mm-hmm. just that element of right you've got this you can do this in this amount of speed or you can do you know what i mean there's just so much it's kind of overwhelming and clearly it's it's been a success for you guys i think i think it's it's also to do with like the fact that so much, so much stuff is built built up like a, 
like building blocks instead yeah. of like a band in a room. Mm. It's just way more, you know, way more than it used to be. Like back in the day, it was more bands playing in a room. Mm. So yeah, so now like it would make no sense to start a track if you were going to build it up over time. It wouldn't make sense to start it without a click, really, because that's going to make it hard for yourself. It's like Massive, yeah. so, it's just the nature of how music is created now. More more people just make music with less people involved. Yeah, bedroom producers and you know just all sorts really. I mean, I outside of Got Street Parker. Use a click all the time, obviously. <laughs> it's like, it'd be silly not to. But um, but yeah, in Got Street Park, it makes a lot of sense not to. Yeah. In that context, in that music. And it, it translates really well live as well. Like, yeah. when you, when I've obviously seen you play live. Speaking of, which is like, in Leeds especially, you haven't played there in like 10 plus, eight plus years or something like that. Is that, am I right in thinking that? Like, yeah, this year was yeah. the first time in a long time. Yeah. Like, I mean, we haven't played live much in general, yeah. really, till recently, yeah. Is that something that you enjoy? Like, do you do you want to be like performing live in front of like just anywhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that I is, think so. Go for it. We just there was definitely there was a hurdle. I think there was a hurdle in terms of the catalogue of material we had. I mm. think we've got a broad enough pool to select from mm. now. Yeah. That, that was part of it, wasn't it? Like, yeah. Then being like, okay, we before like just having like a one one EP out or like say 10 tracks and then have them with featured vocalists who you can't they're just not going to come for for shows for one song mm. yeah it's not really viable is it mm. yeah so getting getting over that hurdle was was a bit of a moment i think and then and then getting in touch with with olive jones really and deciding because yeah. because like we all had an idea for quite a few years i was just like i was just dead against doing tunes with a different singer to who mm. sang it. So I was, I was like, I think I'm a bit like that, but I was just like in this kind of negative spin on it of like, just like being a tribute to itself. And I was just like, I don't know, just wasn't into the idea. And then eventually I think I was just like, let's just try it. And yeah. I was just like completely wrong about it. <laughs> I guess <laughs> yeah, we're all like that. Tough. Yeah, it was, it was definitely it was a part like, of This is cool that... and this is like natural and it's, yeah. and it's, it's got... Yeah, it's, in, it's got integrity. It wasn't mm. like a weird thing. I thought it. it'd be hard. It's a hard role to play, mm. and I don't think many vocalists could. To be fair to her, like she does a really good yeah. job of it. So I think like yeah. it, it was probably the right. In a way, it was like not. A, it wasn't like you were wrong because it's actually. It, it could, would, it could be really really bad. <laughs> like not not to like you know diss anyone, but it's just like it's a difficult job. Yeah, to fill like the boots of various different singers with different ranges yeah. and kind of capture the vibe of it but then add your own thing to it as well mm. and um, yeah and perform and kind of own it and not well, kind of make it look like you're doing someone else's song you know? literally kills it yeah. where where was the gig? Uh, the Belgrave how, how was it? was it like what what was the feeling? Uh, really good yeah yeah it was pretty busy on it. was um, it Friday night? Friday night was it? It's like, yeah, yeah. It was lively, wasn't it? Like, yeah. Felt lively, yeah. And um, August was there doing his thing as well on stage. Yeah, yeah. Supporting. Sounds like great. Yeah. <laughs> Best as I can. Yeah, well, you joined me on stage, which is uh, such an honor. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thanks for uh, coming on and jumping on a couple of songs. Yeah. Um, that feeling of like, because obviously this is where you originate from as a band. Did you have loads of friends and family that turned up? I'm assuming that's kind of a given, right? Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and my family like live in Newcastle. Oh wow! Some actually, I have two friends come from Newcastle to see ah, the gig. So. Okay. 
Um, but yeah, like loads of friends. Yeah, yeah. I had my mum and dad down and everything. Yeah, yeah. Was, you, was your son <laughs> there? No, no. I don't. Th- I think it's. I don't know if he would have been allowed. It might be a eighteen to no over type. Is there a restriction at Belgrave? It varies gate to gate. Yeah. To be fair. Mm. And so has your son never seen you play live? Not we've got Street Park. Oh no. wow. No. That's like that. That's. I don't know. I, I feel like when I become a father one day, like. I'll I'll be more nervous about my my, <laughs> my kid watching me play because yeah, I'll just yeah. be like, what's he thinking? Or, uh, or what? what? Do you know uh, what well, I mean? They see you in a new phased, light, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Sorry, and they see you in a new light. It's not just like, yeah. oh, you're the person who talks me into bed and I've, tells me to brush my teeth. No, but I've, I've shown him things before. Just like you know, the other time where he's like. Daddy, so you're just not cool. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, look at this. And he's just like, eh? And then, but then he also, on the other side, he, he does like the music as well. Yeah. Like he goes, I picked him up from a, his, his mate's birthday party. It was like last year. Yeah. And his mate had a, they had like a school disco thing. And I went and picked him up and, and the lady who was DJing came up and was like, are you in a, a band here? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, your son's been telling everyone all about it. He's oh. like, you got me to play this song, Diego. <laughs> and he basically okay. gone and got the DJ to play our tune. Yeah. And I was oh, like, honestly, so I did sweet. not train him to do that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got a, like a tape playing in his room at night that is like, be my ambassador. Be my ambassador. <laughs> well, there's, there must be some little part of him that thinks something I do is cool. And do you think, like, yeah, yeah. do you you think you have an influence on his music taste? I mean, it's it's quite early on, at eight years old. I don't know what eight year olds really listen to, it, but like, do you think like it, it rubs off? Whatever you listen to, he's really enjoying. Yeah, I guess I expose him to stuff. Yeah, he's a big Bob Dylan fan. Oh, really? Jeez, that's yeah. young to get on the Bob Dylan thing. <laughs> like, yeah, he's just got the record, so he loves putting the record on. You know, oh. really like I always like Tame Impala as well. Nice. That's the fit. I bought him that record for himself, and that's his like. His son has a better taste than most adults. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's got some good ones, yeah. And they, I mean, like Car Journey, like likes a bit of Rage Against the Machine. Oh wow. Like, that's like such a varied, energy, like, yeah. different worlds. Have you have you got any children as well? No. No? Yeah. Is that something that you'd want to have? Yeah. 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 kids at some point. That's crazy. What would you imagine in a world, like a in a future sense, like as a, as a God Street Park part two? <laughs> like your, yeah. your kids all play well, tour, together. Tour life's going to be interesting. We've, <laughs> yeah. all, we've all got kids. Like, yeah. Like, but it'd be nice the, to have them on tour, you know? Like, I think yeah. as long as it's not taking up too much school time and all that. But, you know... Mm. Something to look forward to, and then I think that's the even more like exciting thing for the kid, you know, for Sonny to come and like see us play and see us on tour mm. and experience that life a little mm. bit. Are you seeing long bites of touring, lots of like lots more music? Like, what what's the dream? Yeah, I mean, I think I think we will be t- touring a lot more. I know that this summer is going to be a lot more festivals. We only did we did like Green Man last year and maybe something else um, across, the track. across the tracks. Mm. Mm. We did a residency in London. Yeah, and then we did that like sort of residency at Lalo in London, um, which was quite actually it was quite full on because we were there for like a, like a month and just doing like a gig every week and mm. writing in between. But yeah, ne- um, yeah, next this summer it's going to be a lot more festivals. I don't yeah. know how many yet, and I don't know what they all are yet, but you know, it's definitely going to be busy. And um, would you like in terms of? How- touring how far spread do you want to go like would you want to do like europe america south america yeah. africa <laughs> i don't I'd know to see the world yeah, yeah. it works out right and yeah 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 i definitely. think it, yeah i think it's like just extreme extremely long length of time i can imagine being difficult mm. um no. 
And I don't think like you're that up for that. And it's just like, yeah, I think it's just kind of like working out what works yeah. for us. Yeah. Like, it's, it's also, you know, the, we want to be away from the studio for like mm. ages and ages and ages. Like a big part of the vision mm. is to to keep making new music yeah. really. And uh, fr from early on, you know, we always said like, really like to score a film at some mm. point. That'd be dope. And really like to, like what we're doing now with like a track here and there with, with featured artists, but then okay, there's a few consistent ones popping up. Yeah. Really for that to be more like little standalone releases yeah, with different yeah. artists, but, but not just as like no name yeah. production where we fit into their world. It's like, no, like we'll, we'll make something new, but you come into our world. Yeah. Mm. And then get so getting like yeah so if it was like a little four track release here with someone and yeah and it also being like a different little thing in both our catalogs yeah and that's that's I think that'd be really cool just getting getting to that point where you know people want to commit to that I think yeah, yeah. with us <laughs> is the thing what do you guys think yeah. about this idea of like the death of the album mm. you know like I feel like especially a lot of the music that I'm assuming you're inspired by it's it's all very album focused and like that sort of history of that's how music was made and released whereas now things are so much more playlist friendly and singles mm. and whatever like what do you think that you'd what what do you prefer i'm really bad at finishing my sentences <laughs> i just trail off until someone else butts in yeah would you like would you rather be doing albums or would you rather be doing singles i like i mean i like yeah, chunks, like not just one-off tunes. But to say, I mean, I've not heard like Death of the Album or whatever before, but I definitely, you know, people who people who buy or listen to records, it's just, that's the album, you know. Mm. You can't have a playlist <laughs> with records. Yeah. And then to me, like Spotify, like, I listen to a lot of my playlists, so I'm, I appreciate a good album still. Mm. But if some, I guess I, I don't give an album as long to kind of to grow on me yeah. as I would when I was buying CDs or if I buy a record. But even buying the records usually because it's already, it just hit me straight away as like, right, I've got to have that or whatever. Yeah. Mm. So I think whatever, whatever it's a death of or not, it's, you know, things change and I guess it's like going with it and mm. it doesn't have to be disposable. But, but if I hear an album, I'm just, there is, you know, tunes jump out. There's, there's just there's better tunes in an album. Oh, there's certain tunes that just like hit you, or you're like that's perfect for when I'm in this mood. And mm. and a playlist is like to me, it's like you have your own control over the atmosphere you're setting. An album is you're stepping into someone's world and mm -hmm. going on the journey they want to take you on. Yeah. So they're both valid, but you know, yeah, it's yeah. nice to have your own control in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think they're just like an album's like a piece of art in itself, isn't it? Like it's like mm. lots of bits of art put together to make one big bit of art in terms of like the the gaps in between the songs it's all like considered the album artwork it's all considered and then you think about you know if it'll be in vinyl so you think about how that's going to be and spotify is just a thumbnail mm -hmm. image you know so not none of that translates you know to to the streaming world mm. so i think it would be a shame if it was a dying thing and i don't i don't think it will but i can see how for example someone who's starting out and doesn't have any followers or just hasn't got you know, much going on yet and they're just trying to get more engagement, then I would say, well, yeah, don't just smash all your songs out on an album because, you know, putting a single out and then having like a back 
backlog of songs ready and incrementally putting things out and being kind of active mm. even though you've already done the work or whatever like showing to, showing yourself to be active and generating more exposure that way like in terms of a pr like thing that's definitely i would say a good way to do it but you know i would say in order to lead to the point where you have exposure and then want to create an album and do the next thing which is create a, a body of work and mm. think about all the things you need to consider in that and and the beauty of that is you don't not everything has to be like a, a single smasher kind of yeah. like people pleaser you know yeah. you've got all these things in between you can add like interludes and all these cool creative things which, you, which if you're not going to explore then it's like well that's just sad for the artist isn't yeah, it you know it's yeah. like they that's a part of themselves they should be able to kind of like look into yeah so yeah I, I would, i'd like to say like yeah just keep the album going but if you you know if you're starting out then it's fine just release some singles can, yeah, yeah like just get going like just release that's the main thing release music because yeah. i think so many people hoard i i included in that like with my own beats or little things that i've ideas that i've gotten you know lo, i know loads of people who are similar who are amazing and just don't don't like expose their music to the world because mm. i think you just the way we all are yeah <laughs> like a bit you know some worse than others but like but yeah and do you, what, what's your opinions on <clears throat> kind of the change, the, diet, the the shift in how people consume music now? Like, obviously, now streaming is the major form of consumption. Mm. And obviously, we are aware of, like, streaming in comparison to a while back doesn't necessarily pay respectively how it used to be approached. Like, mm. what is your opinion on that? It's like... The thing, like, with our situation, you could be like, well, like, look at the amount of streams this has had. Imagine if that was CD sales, well, mm. we'd be minted. But then the flip side is if there was no streaming, I was just selling CDs, mm. would anyone have heard this music? Mm -hmm. So you got the distribution kinda... of a label to mm. the CDs out. Yeah, and, and, and even then, you know, there's no guarantee that many people would have bought it. Really, yeah. Um, so I was gonna say that just to say that's that's how you have to evaluate your own situation. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's bullshit the way it's being split the money. For sure, yeah. like yeah. it's bullshit. Like, yeah. Everyone knows that, don't they? I mean, they know. You know, everyone knows it. It's just, yeah, it's, it's more a secret. Like, so. I suppose the, op the, the optimist in me would say like that we're just still going through the evolution of like like learning how to like be fair fairer with streaming and. Mm hopefully people will kind of get to the point where they it is fairer like mm -hmm. or, or just like you know but i mean it, I, there's definitely bullshit involved with like big corporations and companies not being you know giving enough but but i don't know i mean like you said it's like an, it's, there's, it's there's more it's, it's easier to make music and release music now so in some ways it's just it's an open playing field and it's all it's all there for sort of the taking and it's like whereas like you said back in the day you know you, you if you want to record and release music it would you'd have to have a label give you the money and the studio and the time and there'd be a lot more costs involved and you it's not just you know not everyone could do it mm. um so i don't know i don't know what, what that all means you know whether that's good that there's more people making music and releasing it or if it's means it saturates everything too much or but yeah i mean i, I do like it's i good. like just the the sheer volume of new music there mm, is and yeah. i like that like yeah. You know, it, it comes with the other stuff about how do you make a living? How do artists get by? It's all, yeah. It's just like important questions, but that's definitely 
the positive side to me is mm. like like I was doing some like just fruity guitar improv whatever just signed up to a little distro kid thing and bam like my music's on Spotify anyone yeah. in the world can hear it yeah, like, yeah, yeah. only about five people have but <laughs> anyone can five just, lucky, just, just, lucky yeah. people yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well I put it on one of the Got Street Park playlists to try and get it some <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you just get a plug now. What's it called? Yeah. It's Joe Harris on Spotify and Instagram. Yes. <laughs> like and subscribe. That's it, isn't it? It's like all of these things, they're not ideal. Like social media is the same. We're streaming. Like they're not ideal. But I think you're right. I think we do have to have a bit of a positive spin on it. And like things are always going to change. They're never going to stay the same. It was never going to be records sold just vinyl forever mm. and like that's that's good it's growth it's development and it's just about taking the good bits from it that benefit you and not getting bogged down and all the stuff that's crap about it I think yeah, yeah. and that's life really isn't it yeah 100% yeah. Um, I do wonder if there's a different way to monetize it I mean like tilting the scale if, I don't know how it, a bit like a tax the way tax is dealt with you know where mm. the rich get taxed more or something mm. like it's a little bit like that where the people who are getting billions and billions of streams, the big, you know, Beyonce and Jay Z, and yeah. the world, like somehow it's tilted so that the the middle line and the, and the lower artists get paid a bit more per stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just so it's like obviously I don't know how they work. Well, I think be, I think like, the actual platform themselves could give up. Marshall well, that as well. Yeah, well, right now, stuff, like yeah. they have it the other way around than that. So, like, a lot of bigger artists have signed NDAs and they're not getting the same rate as everyone else is, but mm. they're getting more rather than it being more fairly shared oh, really? out through the food chain, which would, it would really help to kind of balance things up a little bit, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, because there's no doubt people are making a lot of money from streaming. Mm. It's just that it's hard to break through the threshold yeah. um, of not making money from streaming, which is where most of us sit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, we're speaking about this, like, but in general, are you do you, do you really care too much about that side of things, like the the stats, the numbers, the business side of it? Or are you very much concentrated on you purely are focused on the music, like it's to you, like that is not something that you think too heavily about? I think the music's like the music's uncompromised, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. it's not something we think about creatively. Mm-hmm. But then after the fact, like we've signed a record deal, like and we all wanna like I still I still go out and and clear up after people chopping trees down. I've got mm. to cut people's edges sometimes when I have to, and I'd like to just be playing music all the time, mm. you know. Um, so I think about it in that sense yeah. of how do we maximise yeah, what we've got. But, but you know, and that's, that's a question for every artist to ask themselves in terms of their integrity. Like, what what would if you would compromise anything, what would it be yeah. about mm. yourself or your craft? Like, we've drawn, like... Uh, just just naturally just people we always draw on a firm line where it's like we won't compromise anything mm. there's you know what I mean there's, there's nothing there's nothing we'll shift around here and there because it'll get more radio play or mm-hmm. it's like no no well it's, it's quite interesting that you brought that up in the sense that I think you find a lot of people I don't know if you ever get this people maybe assuming that you are more well off than you actually are in terms of the numbers that come in on streaming then people assume oh my god like they're like here up one in the one percent they're like <laughs> they're raking it in but like in reality like it's it's not what it it seems you know yeah i think yeah you, no definitely not like we haven't we haven't seen much 
you know, money from, from God Street Park as a project. But there's lot, you know, there's lots of other things that you get. There are like a lot of things you have to recoup with the labels, like mm. money gets spent on videos and mm. um, and then some of the less tracks, it's, you know, it, it's actually just also really confusing sometimes as to mm. like, I mean, we're still, me and Joe are still talking about, how should we be getting some master on that mm. less track or like, do we own that master? It's like, there's still like stuff to sort through and work out and, and deals that maybe weren't done or, so it's, I mean, it's difficult. We, it's it's like the industry is just very, very confusing place mm. to be. Mm. And I think like we're, I'm still working out. I'm still getting yeah. my head around some of the intricacies of like master percentage and, and well, publishing. This is the and thing, kind of like thing. In yeah. the industry in itself is is almost set up so that it's like it's a very grandfathered way of like approaching the early industry. Like there's a lot of people that work together in order to make it con- like not as easy to understand it's almost like the artist is very much at the very bottom in terms of kind of who's actually making what and it, it there's a reason why there's a lot of jargon in contracts because like you need a lawyer to figure that out yeah and most of the times you'll find some lawyers are in connection with a label mm. and have their own ulterior motives that they're and you never know that until you kind of until yeah. it fights you in you know, yeah. I'll tell you. And the, the, you can never know as well on the other side. Yeah, you know, you can never. I don't think you can ever know for certain. Oh, you can definitely trust this person. That's, mm-hmm. that's part of trust, isn't it? As well mm-hmm. of like, you go with your gut, or you go on recommendations, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, this person seems cool. Yeah, and it's also how you get burned. But Aye. that that is that's the reality of it as well. Of like, you you can't be a hundred percent sure. Yeah, on that, but. You just got to kind of crack on, really. I think as well, unfortunately, opportunists take advantage of that because, like, I don't think artists are a lot of the time naturally cynical and a lot of people are doing it because they love it and there's passion. It's it's such a a heartfelt, emotional thing that I don't think they're like, oh, well, that person's just in it for some money or to screw me. So then if you are screwed over by someone or something does happen you're not you don't see it coming because your your head's not there like you're not like oh i'm not in big business i'm not a loan shark like yeah you don't see it coming in a way yeah so there's a lot of opportunities to be screwed over like mm. just yeah. out of your own uh kind of ignorance because it's a complicated industry mm-hmm. and people take advantage of that or just you know like yeah, what you said, like just things happening and you not, you know, you've missed like something, you should have signed something or someone didn't send you something to sign or you didn't negotiate the master share on that, you didn't negotiate. It's just, there's, there's so many things that unless you've got someone telling you exactly what needs to be done and they're really got your back, mm. you know, like, which is hard to find as well because, you know, it's just difficult. But like, yeah, there's just so many ways it can go slightly wrong mm-hmm. um, and it just takes time to learn like those little bits and bobs. Yeah. Um, I think it's really common for people who are like starting out on their journey or maybe like are a little bit earlier on than you guys are to know that like it is okay to not know all of those things yeah. and it is okay to still have other jobs and do? like because yeah. I think a lot of the time people can kind of really get down in themselves mm. for being like oh I didn't know I should have registered my songs and I've not got that money or like oh I must not be doing very well at all if I'm still being a barista four days a week mm. but it's not the case Mm-hmm. And that sort of imposter syndrome, self-doubt doesn't help you to just relax and yeah. make nice music that makes you happy, you know? Yeah. It, can actually, I mean, it, can, it can actually stop you from addressing the issue as well, like mm-hmm. of, 
okay, it'd be good to slowly learn more because mm-hmm. that imposter thing and like that kind of almost like shame feeling around, oh, I should have known this and it's my fault I got burned here or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can just kind of like put it to one side and just plot on like everything's fine or whatever out yeah. of kind of almost like the embarrassment of it, mm-hmm. of getting, you know, in that deep and not knowing what's going on. But yeah, exactly. It's not nothing to be embarrassed of <laughs> or ashamed because, <laughs> dude, it's like... That the, it's you need you need not just the business mind like you just need time in the game studying mm-hmm. to, to figure out how royalties work yeah. and all this stuff it's just <laughs> it's I've, I've, it's I've, so I've been in it for, I've googled it you know I mean? like if you could just google it we'd all be good like you no, can't google it like simple, exactly but, how it's all working and what's not just that but then what's the norm yeah so you can see okay right I can see that like 75% of streaming royalties go on master side and, mm. and there's publishing. Uh, and you can get that, but then what's the norm in the deals? Like how much of your master do you give away for mm. what? And what? Yeah. So, you know, you have to at some point look to lawyers and look to people and just hopefully build up a network of people you trust. Yeah. And, right, and the transparency helps as well. So you're not just in the dark. Yeah. And also, why are all of the acronyms so similar? That's what gets me. I just, it just messes <laughs> yeah, yeah. with my brain. <laughs> yeah. like... No, that's a fact. Um, I'm going to do something that's really backwards and I'm going to introduce the podcast at the very <laughs> further past the midway stage of this podcast. So first and foremost, my name is August Charles and this is the True Tone Podcast. I have with myself Ash Doherty and we have the very special guest Cot Street Park in the room we've got Mr Joe Harris and Tom Henry over here and who is the missing member can we can we give a shout out to the missing member Josh Crocker Josh Crocker is that enthusiasm he's a a good egg (laughs) (laughs) yeah and we're recording out here in Leeds at the Sundown um, studios and courtesy of Sean over here Um, yeah so We've, we've kind of spoke a lot about the, I guess, the business side of things, which is is somewhat on a negative term because it, it can it can really bring you down sometimes, I think. But I've got a, a little thing where, I don't know, do you keep track of like your stats or anything like that in terms, I know we've already spoke about it, do you, do you look at where you're being played around the world and stuff like that? Occasionally, yeah, yeah. Occasionally. I little looks on Spotify, I think. You know what? The one thing I do like, as I see you, on Spotify, you get a little, you can get a little app, Spotify for artists or yeah. whatever. And if I'm feeling a bit, like, dejected, or just like, ah, oh, what's going on? Or, like, sometimes I'll go on and it tells you, like, how many people are listening to your music, like, right, right now. Right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, like, that's that's the stat I look at because it's like <laughs> seeing like X amount of people listening right now is yeah. like a little connection with people and that, like what, that cheers what does me up the number sometimes. tend to be? Um, I don't like it'd be like two hundred and fifty people or something yeah. like right now. That's mad. Like, isn't that crazy? Like literally like, yeah. all over the world. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, something that my guitars on or I've written or whatever, and that kind of it just pulls me up a bit. Like, oh well, even if like. A lot of them are having it fostered them by a Spotify algorithm. There's definitely people in there mm. who are choosing to listen yeah. to it. And they haven't skipped it. It's like, oh, that's so cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason I bring it up is because I don't know if you ever looked at where you've charted around the world, um, but there is some songs that you've kind of, over the years, seen as you, every, every single time you release, you chart it all the time throughout the year. And I discovered this only recently because I was doing like a visa application to like try and play in the States and they were like yeah so you need to 
what, give us some information about when you charted. And I was like, I don't think I've ever charted in my life. And then tends to, then, uh, apparently I've, uh, I was in the Finnish R&B charts um, in January this year. Big news. And I was second. Wow. <laughs> I was like, what yeah. in the world? So I don't know. I thought, been notified about that no somehow. one tells you this. Yeah. Like you don't know it until you have to do some digging. So I did some digging. And uh, one of your songs, I would love to gauge whether whether you can figure out which songs it is based on what country it is. So so, uh, basically, one of your songs was number three in the R&B and soul charts in Greece. And that was was in February this year, 9th of February to be exact. What do you think that could be? 9th of Feb. Was it the Charlotte Charlotte track, Lost and Found? No, oh. it's not. I'd say, I mean, I lost and found has tried as well in January this year, but I'll move on. I'll say that in a second. Yeah. The Rosie tune does quite well, doesn't it? Everything. Yeah. Everything's not actually on there for this month or January and February, but it's actually lately with okay. Celeste has tried recently. Lost and found in Panama. Uh, charted uh, 32 and also you've got you got charts in Gra- <laughs> Granada uh, we've nice. also got St. Vincent looks like the Caribbeans is a, oh, <laughs> it's a great nice. location oh, for yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. get, get but a like, tour going over there yeah, 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 yeah. winter like yeah. writing session over yeah. there oh, yeah. you know yeah, yeah. Montenegro you just get, get into the visa, be like, I'm number 32 in the R&B charts. I'm Trinidad and Tobago, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you should know who I am. Yeah, exactly. That's like, you should like, well, you know, when you go into like a club and they ask like, do you know who I am? Like, I'm just trying. <laughs> do you know who I think I am? <laughs> I'm number two in Finland right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I need to head over there, maybe. But no, but like stuff like that is so interesting to me because like no one, you never find this stuff out mm-hmm. unless you have to like yeah. dig to mm-hmm. find it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, um, like around the world, is that something that you, you kind of notice, even like on Spotify for artists, like where like you notice there's like a, a big scene or a big kind of audience over there? Um, I, I think I think we did all right in France, mm. I heard. I think, but I think Celeste does quite well in France, so it might okay, be off the back so of that kind of link with off. her tracks. But I don't know, actually. I'm not one to look at stats on Spotify that often. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like looked a bit, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know it's a good idea for like our booking agent looks at all that stuff in it. Yeah, and it's a good idea when you're booking shows to start looking, isn't it? At stuff mm-hmm. like that. If you've got an agent, they'll just do it because they're like, oh, like I think the the way they put it is like, yeah, Benelux is quite a strong market. For you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds sexy, doesn't it? <laughs> Benelux, yeah. Um, so yeah, the, yeah, stuff like that. Is there anywhere that like you like? I can't wait until we go to that country. Um, yeah, there's loads. I mean, I'd love, I'd love to go South America, yeah, um, and North America. But um, any so countries Brazil in Brazil, Brazil, Brazil would be Brazil, would be fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm still excited to go to Europe, man. Yeah. I mean, like just getting outside the UK and doing gigs. I mean, yeah. I've done some gigs. In... Went to Wales, didn't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Big up. Yeah. Yeah, the world's massive. Ireland would be nice. Yeah. Ireland, yeah. Lovely. Because obviously, I've noticed as well, on like, 
on Instagram and stuff, you travel quite, like you like going skiing and stuff. You were yeah. recently in Switzerland. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. how was that? Like, did you, did you, whenever you're in a different country, even on holiday, are you thinking about, hmm, maybe I can find like a, a jam session or something just to like... Uh, no, nah, like, to be honest, I completely switch off from music it? when I go on those sort of trips. Like, yeah. I just try and not... Not think. I do, well, I say that I always take a mini setup of like my laptop and a little MIDI keyboard, some headphones yeah. and a sound card. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll do some work when I'm out there. Yeah. It stays sat in my suitcase, <laughs> like dr- lugging it around everywhere. Like, yeah. occasionally I like, you know, like. If you didn't bring it, you'd be like, oh, I could make so many things. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> the fear, isn't it? Like, you don't yeah. want to be stuck without. Yeah, it's weird actually. Like, mm. I do pretty much take some sort of music setup everywhere I go. Like, especially on holiday. But yeah, no, I mean, especially this time I went, when I was, I was in Switzerland, I did do some work out there, but it wasn't yeah. music related. It was just, um, it was my girlfriend was teaching in a ski school oh, um, wow. and she she's a nurse, but also quite a good skier. And she got in, in with a ski school yeah. in, in Switzerland like a, a few years ago and kind of went back to, to work with them again. And I just was like there kind of having a cheap holiday with free accommodation <laughs> oh, wow, nice. free food and then free lift pass on the slopes for like one week but nice. the rest of the time I was paying for my own and that was just kind of like I did, basically for one week I had to like serve serve food and yeah. to clear up like there was like 90 kids at the ski, ski oh, okay, school yeah, yeah. Um, from like a local international school yeah um, and yeah just kind of like helping out really have you like, been to Switzerland before already before I've that I've got a family in Switzerland actually oh, yeah you? my um, my mum's sister Married a Swiss guy. Oh. Which is just, that's just a coincidence, yeah, really. Yeah. But we went, yeah, we went and saw them for a little bit afterwards. What, uh, what part of Switzerland were you in? Uh, near Geneva. Okay. So in the Alps, but like you get to Geneva and then you get another train to like Bay, which is spelled B-E-X. Okay. And then from there you can go inland and we we stayed at Sassafé to start off with, then went to Anze. Yeah. And then went to a place called Guion, which is where my cousins have got like a little chalet with you so yeah it was a nice little kind of three three location trip mm-hmm. yeah but yeah it, was, it took me a while to get back into yeah music life, life again <laughs> like it took me a good week just to kind of like okay all these emails to catch up on and yeah yeah I guess that, <laughs> definitely dropped the ball a bit as well like i made a bit of, a bit of an error with like the al- some of the albums because the album stuff was all happening like yeah. the masters were being oh, sorted out great time to go away <laughs> it was bad yeah. Yeah. this one situation where, yeah. where oh, you, you dropped the ball on something and then <laughs> you sent a text like because like, this was like deadline time and me and josh were like oh shit i've got to sort this out and, like get on a phone call with people and you, you sent a text like well, let us know, guys. I'll get on this phone call if I can help and whatever. And we didn't. We were just laughing. We didn't send anyone back. And I was like, I could probably torture him right now. It's like, no, mate. You just get on the slopes, mate. I'm, I'm, enjoy your fondue, like. Get more wine. <laughs> get hotter. Yeah. No, no. You should have done. You should have gone in. Um, but yeah, because no, he done in a text. You, you, I don't know. It, you can't really convey whether you're joking or not, can you? <laughs> That's the, do you know what I mean? Do you know what? That's my only pet peeve about texting. I hate texting because I feel like I get misconstrued a lot. Because, like, I'll be joking and someone will take it seriously. And I'm like, yeah. I, I was joking. But So that's why I, I love voice notes or I'll just, like, call you. Like, I yeah. just think, yeah. yeah. But anyway, one thing I did want to ask, because I think we were in Switzerland around the same time. And what happened was when I was there, this huge alarm went off. I don't know if you encountered this or heard it as well but like the whole country apparently has this 
alarmed that sounds so scary (laughs) to the point where i looked outside and i was looking around as like what is going on it felt like a war was about to happen really i didn't know okay so i didn't experience that yeah so for a good (laughs) good i think like it was on and off for a good hour oh my god and i was looking outside and i was like no one's panicking like no one's reacting and then i called my mate the producer that i was working with over there and i was like is everything okay am i in danger or anything because it was like it's louder than a fire alarm it was not like an ambulance or whatever and it was like oh sorry i forgot to tell you like every year they do an emergency siren test and like and it's like it's supposed to test them out for war wow oh my god or if if there's an emergency or like someone like being attacked or whatever well, like you just like, did the right thing to be scared then. Well, like, could yeah. have been war. Well, like, well, this is the thing. Yeah. I feel like if I'm in a different country, like. you don't know what to do. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I'm very, in that setting, if I don't know too much about the country, I'm like, okay, just take me. You know, like, like if something negative is going to happen, like, yeah, just let it happen. Like, I think it's like my fault. But okay, so clearly it wasn't. I didn't hear it. Didn't hear yeah. a thing. Maybe it doesn't happen in the Alps. Maybe in the Alps, yeah. Maybe. Just yeah, war world. doesn't go to scenes of natural beauty. <laughs> Yeah. I would have been safe up there. Yeah. 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 No, skiing away with your fondue. Yeah, I don't ski, mate. I snowboard. Is that would you say is that's like your vice? That's like your your space away from music that kind of makes you happy. Um, I think yeah, like getting out into nature mm. definitely my um, mm. and that you know involving an activity in that like climbing or snowboarding. I do yeah. I do enjoy that, but. Um, but it just just a walk or just yeah. getting in the little like low, you know park where yeah. it's just like in between nice. doing music yeah it's I one think of the it's great things of, about Leeds yeah it's it is so near so many beautiful places outside yeah mm. to be it's the one thing going back to what I was saying before that like put me off of living in London like I was like I don't know if I could deal with being in that much of a city and be, being that hard to get out and they've got some lovely parks in London but yeah I just I just couldn't yeah I think I need it like to stay sane mm-hmm. um i get that yeah is there anything similar well is there anything that you outside of music joe that you use as a way of just a release i guess what is music life to you like is everything well i like just sitting and playing my guitar definitely yeah, yeah just just chilling playing acoustic but yeah i just like i like meditating time mm. time alone praying yeah like yeah because obviously with music you know, it's a very social mm-hmm. job. Yeah. I think some people presume maybe it's not, like, they think music... But, you know, all the time you're communicating with people. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And i got a little little boy, so, like... Yeah, A lot yeah. of fun with him, but constant, mm-hmm. constantly there with someone. So, yeah, just... I just... I like shutting the door sometimes and just... <laughs> I'll just sit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how, long, how long have you been playing the guitar? Since before I've got memory of it, Yeah. 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 Is that something that, like, I don't know, this open to both of you, like, uh, growing up, did you have family members or did you have anyone that was around you that were musicians or kind of were heavy in that world? I didn't. The story for me was, I was like, whatever, like, two or three, I saw just a little toy, like, plastic guitar Mm. in a shop window and was just like... You, you know, that? like the little kid is like, I just want that, I want that, I want that. <laughs> and that was just my toy. Yeah. Yeah. And little keyboards and stuff. Ever since then. But yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Not, no real, no strong musical 
you know, no instrumentalists. Yeah. Not even like, well, I'm not going to say it, but it's like, not even like cool music <laughs> growing up, really. It's like Duran Duran and shit. She hates me when I say that, though. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> listening. Going to say yeah. it anyway. <laughs> Some cool stuff as well. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I, um, my mum plays a little bit of piano, she okay. sings. Um, and I'd say music probably runs in that that side of the family a bit more. Like my granddad played flute, um, and my mum's sister is like professional singer. She's in like oh. a classical choir that tours the like Europe and stuff wow. a bit. Um, my dad is isn't musical at all. Like, but he is musical, but he would say he's not. Yeah, like he he likes he's a music fan. Yeah, yeah like yeah. got loads of records. Yeah, loads of CDs. Um, and yeah, car journeys to go and see my gran in Wales were always just like long kind of, you know, five hour drives from yeah. Newcastle and just loads of music, you know. Fair. He was a big Beatles fan. Um, he is a big Beatles fan. And yeah. Um, yeah, just all sorts really. Like in yeah. jazz as well, I suppose, like kind of got me into that. And I think he, well, both my mum and dad used to like take me to like this, this little place called Cabin Hall, which was close to where I lived in Gateshead mm-hmm. um, and it was actually mad because like looking back at some of the people that I saw play there were like this was like when I was, when I was a bit older and I, kind of yeah. was, I was like into I, was, I had a, piano, a few piano lessons at this point I was kind of into music not necessarily heavy into jazz or anything but I was like in, you know like experiencing it and yeah. yeah this little place like they took me to was like on like every every few weeks or whatever it was like it was like really small like really really small venue like you could only fit like 30 to 50 people in there but yeah. like they had really good players and really good bands playing so it was like really intimate yeah. setting and like just remember like me and my brother and like mum and dad going sometimes and just experiencing like I don't know it seemed really really like epic to me at the time because yeah. you're so close to these ama- like amazing players yeah um, so yeah stuff like that and and just probably just being like exposed to music mm. um, from like yeah my, da- my dad's record collection and stuff do you think there was an artist that was like the click point or an album or a song? Was there a moment? Is there something you can identify as being like, that's it, that's what I want to do? I remember I remember getting the Oasis album, mm. What's the Story of Morning Glory? That was like <laughs> five, it was the first CD I ever bought. But I think before that... I. I used to sit and listen to CDs. Yeah, yeah like I, I remember. I remember the cover. It was like an Ario Speedwagon. It's like a greatest hits or something. It had this mad like cube type thing. But I remember sitting, just being really, you know, like four or five, and just listening to it all the way through. And just, yeah, so maybe Ario Speedwagon and Oasis. <laughs> 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 to answer your question, wow. at four at the age of four or five, I think yeah, Damn. I just super just love music. Yeah. yeah. Loved it. I don't know that many people that think it's like I have much of a taste when they're like four or five. I feel yeah. like that's such a young, yeah. young age mm. to be. Thinking. Unless you're going to blow us out of the water with your. Uh... Well, I, I've got an older brother, and he was like, I think having an older brother. I don't know if any of you guys have, but like yeah. definitely follow like what they like a bit because mm. you're kind of like oh like you know and he, he well we both were like into like Michael Jackson when we were like quite young. Mm. Like I remember like trying to do the moonwalk in the living room and stuff like <laughs> yeah. all that kind of stuff 
And uh, I do remember like one of the first CDs I had was like the Space Jam. Do you remember the film Space Jam? Yeah. yeah. And the soundtrack yeah. was really good. Oh. Like, it was I Believe I Can Fly was on it. Like, oh. there was like a Method Man, Red Man track or something like that, like on yeah. it, I think. Um, was that your introduction to hip hop? Would you say? Uh, not my introduction to hip hop. I think. <laughs> I do remember actually we asked for Coolio's album. Coolio, you know what was that ch- song that was in the charts? Face. Life with a That one. So that was in the chart. And we really liked that track. That's so like, like, can we have the album? We got it for Christmas, and then my dad put it on. Yeah. And it was like proper explicit. Like it was like <laughs> really like yeah. it was like what is this? Like, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh. and then me and my brother like you had to pretend you know, like when you're that age you had to pretend like yeah yeah. yeah. It's terrible. Like <laughs> we don't want to listen to it. Like you know what I mean? Like that sort of like classic yeah. thing. Like do you remember? Did you have like like that, that one mate or whoever had all the CDs that we could go and listen? Yeah. Like, I remember being like ten and and Dre two thousand one come out. My mate had the CD. Mm. And we used to just we used to plow around his house and just sit and listen to it all. <laughs> yeah. That's like dead explicit. Isn't yeah. it? Like, classic album. God. I feel like that's that's also some of like the the best parts of like hip hop. It's like you know you can't like I would never in my household play that out loud because I know I'd get whipped or I'll be shipped shift back to Zambia like, <laughs> yeah. I'm always like what is this devil music but like yeah no it's it's kind of half of why yeah. you like it but Questlove like, that in his book Questlove. that exact thing like yeah. he grew up in a really Christian family and they were like you're only allowed to listen to church music like exclusively but you just love like hip hop yeah. so he would blast church music and then put his headphones on and play along <laughs> to the hip hop yeah. and that was it that was like how we started drumming and that's stuff that's cool Man. Like, that's awesome literal like choral music in the background wow yeah that's such a bizarre background that I don't think many people go through like having a family that's purely just on that side of music mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How did that? Wait, did, I feel like I want to dig a bit deeper with that one because, like, we need Questlove here. <laughs> if you get him on, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The LA kind of jazz scene, a lot of those come from like the gospel world, yeah. don't they? Um, yeah. And, like, would you say, because like, growing up for me, I, I remember just being a, a teenager that's just like oh i'm not gonna like what my dad listens to like i don't know if you ever ever felt that way like my, my dad my stepdad was putting on like erica badu the roots and like john legend and as a kid i was like what is this and then i grow up and i'm like wait what this is like he had a really great taste <laughs> is there anything kind of similar to yourself where you tried to maybe you didn't maybe it's not cool you know how like you're talking about your son saying like i don't know not considering you but then secretly, technically, like yeah. he's he's going around telling DJs to play music. So. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I was ever like super against my parents' music or whatever. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. not like I wasn't that type of. I didn't have that thing of like, oh, whatever my mum and dad like ain't cool. But there's like definitely stuff that I wasn't that into. Yeah. That since like I mean like maybe it's even just nostalgia as well from hearing it in your childhood. But yeah. Like James Taylor. Mm. I was really into James Taylor. I, was, I love a bit of James Taylor now, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, there's a few more. Still not Duran Duran. Devin Brown to love that. No, I don't even know if she likes that. She's going to kill me if she sees you. Like, um, oh, I don't think that, yeah, I don't think there's anything that my parents listen to that I was like, not, in, not into. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I probably, well, there probably was, I just can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. 
brings us to a, a nice kind of close where we would love for you to give us some artist or band or anyone that you think kind of deserves a light shun like they, they need more recognition um if is there a song that you heard of theirs that you're like wow this is incredible like is there anyone that comes to mind i got something came to mind for me and i was like i, I like um i called sunflower thieves mm. in the really i really like them nice um but they, I mean, the only the other side of that is, I think they are getting a bit of light. Shun yeah, I wonder, yeah. honestly, like these guys need more recognition. Because they grind, though. <laughs> it's because they work yeah. so hard. Right. Yeah. What They're What song more. in particular? It's on the. It, it was. The, it's it's the one that's got the most streams. But I like the whole the whole EP. Yeah. They put out. I think it's cool. Nice. Yeah, I really like that sound. I did not expect that name to come out. Either. I didn't expect well, that that's either. Dope yeah. Because like they're. I I love. I mean. Do you like like folk? Me, they're not like folk. folk. I'm just I love folk music. Yeah. I love mm. acoustic music. Like I've, stuff. I don't even have a genre. It's just the stuff that just hits. Yeah, and it, the stuff that there's like a sincerity there. I think there's definitely a sincerity. Yeah, in their music, and That's it's good. just it just sounds really beautiful as well. Yeah. yeah, That's good. So yeah, I'm big demo. Big up to some flower seeds. Yeah. Killing it. What about you, Tom? Um, maybe not answering the question properly because it's not like this person would deserves more recognition or anything because it's oh, I'm going to say it like, like Olive Jones I think yeah. like mm. just because yeah. she's like a massive talent mm. and she's she's released music this year basically so it's more like check her out you know watch yeah. the space sort of thing because mm. she's going to be her solo stuff is, is going to be uh, really really good yeah like I've heard some of the stuff, demos and stuff and um, it's sounding amazing um, but yeah, way to so, hear it. Yeah, yeah that's really exciting. Cool. And also, um, like you play with her on with Noiral. Yeah, which is an incredible band. If people don't already know, well, they should. I can't yeah, pick I, that I one. Could, up, I can, can mention you that. Can't, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll pick it as well. Though, yeah, right, yeah, that's a really cool band, and everyone should go check yeah. it for sure. Honestly, the song Red yeah. is the most incredible song that I listen to on repeat most of the time. Which one's that song? Red. Red. Oh, man. Thank you. Beautiful track. Um, I don't think there's anything that sounds like it as well. You know, you've got yeah. the drums, but it's doing its own... 100%. Like, if you really want to tick that box, you have to go and listen to Night of Rattle. You can yeah. listen to anyone else. Yeah, I was gonna say you should write all the PR. Look at that. <laughs> I've done a bit of that PR. Haven't I? Yeah, I'll do the other bit. Ash, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot. Is there anyone that comes to mind that you uh, you're a fan of that you think deserves a bit of? Um, yeah, there is uh, Kindlin. Yes. Funny because you I know you work with her, but her new music is mm-hmm. it's incredible. Like her musicianship, her vocals, her guitar playing, her songwriting. I love it. Yeah. It's yeah. like such goosebumps, right? Yeah. And there's a new track coming out like this week or next week. There is oh, yeah. a lot. So a yeah. Lot of new music I'm loving Kindlin at the minute. Kindlin, how do you spell that? K-I-N-D-E-L-A-N. Kindlin. Okay. Nice. I love it. You practice that. Huh? You not practice that. Maybe. Once or twice. Oh god. Hasn't put me on the spot at all. Like no. <laughs> What about you, August? I wanna know. Um someone that comes to my oh no, now I feel like I am on the spot because I've generally not thought about that. But straight away the person that I think even though she's getting more recognition now is Jasmine Myra. Mm. Uh she's just signed to Gondwana and had her latest project just come out late last year 
but I think she's like, I remember seeing her uh, in Manchester, Band on the Wall, like a free jazz night. And she went by just Jasmine at the time. Yeah. And I was like, I remember just being stopped in my tracks. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and then when I found out she's from Leeds and like, she's like pretty much been, she's like Leeds born and bred, right? Yeah, Horsforth. Yeah. Obviously now down mm-hmm. in London, but still she's like someone that I think is exceptionally talented. And you know what? She's so taking her stride. She's like my best friend and I'm so oh, really? proud of her. Like oh. every step of the way, she just like... She just takes it in her stride and she works so hard and she just loves the music. At this it's point, all about the music. I it's feel like so we're, nice. all, we're all like, everyone's linked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We've yeah, suggested. Yeah. We planned this, isn't it, <laughs> somehow? <laughs> we haven't, though. people that everyone knows. Spider-Man meme where everyone's pointing at you. Well, this is sadly at the very end of this podcast, but... Thank you, thank you so much for coming down. Uh, you are actually the very first uh, guest appearances yeah, yeah. to this podcast. So thank, we've honestly also yeah, honored thank to you have you. Godfrey Park, uh, Joe Harris and Tom Henry. I've been August Charles. She's been... Ash Doherty. And you can catch us on all streaming platforms and wherever you listen to your podcast, you'll find us there. Bye.